Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It is the Brad and John Show. BJShow.co is our website. Check it out, BJShow.co. We are on Egbert. Yes, it's Egbert's radio station, E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check it out. EGGBURT.com. You'll find out all about Egbert, this eccentric dude who shows up at all sorts of different events. <laughs> and, I've seen some of the pictures, Brad. They're mind blowing. <laughs> yes. Egbert's everywhere. Egbert's everywhere. Okay. I'm going to do bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. Okay. Just in, and this is interesting because you'll get a kick out of this, but this pertains to my industry here, the broadcasting business. The, and this is from Inside Radio. This is a trade publication I subscribe to. FDA adopts new rules on radio and TV ads. Okay, let me read you. This is, I read you just the first paragraph, which is sort of funny. The Food and Drug Administration has adopted new rules designed to ensure that prescription drug ads clearly state the name of the drug and its side effects in a, quote, clear, conspicuous, and neutral manner. Now, here's oh, the interesting, luck with that. Yes, right. Here's the interesting part. For radio ads, that means no jargon is allowed and side effects disclosures must be at the same volume and pace as the rest of the commercials. So, Can you imagine <laughs> how long? I think it's great for the radio industry because there's no more 30-second well, no, no. No drug ads. No, now, it's right? terrible for the radio business because of the fact that, here, let me tell you the story. We used to have, when I first bought the radio station, we used to have a bunch of financial planners on, Edward Jones mm-hmm. guys and stuff like that. Well, then, whatever, well, I don't know who governs them. Who's, who governs the financial planners? You would know, you know, like the uh, SEC. SEC. Okay, then SEC came along with all these crazy rules about advertising, and everybody stopped because of the fact that they were uh, so afraid they were going to say something wrong that they didn't do any advertising anymore. Yeah. That's I the have, easiest option, right? Just pull all the right. ads. I have one advertiser, Mike Edward McGee. Jones, who's been on with me for a long time, and he literally has to get every word he says on the ad approved. He has to send the copy. When we run these ads, he has to send the copy in, and some attorney, I guess some attorney at Edward, Edward Jones. Jones. Yeah, I'm sure they have some kind of a stock. They have stock language that has to go on every ad. Right, right. And and the crazy thing about it is, is that these disclaimers, if you're probably too young for this, when the lottery first hit Missouri, okay, there was rules within the lottery um, legislation that pertain to radio and television ads. And the bizarre part of it was that they were so onerous that in a 60-second commercial, typically 40 seconds of it was disclaimer, where you had to, you know, chances of winning or blah, 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 you know, don't, don't, blah, blah, yep. you know, don't, you know, blah, you know, they go with the whole, the whole crazy thing, and it's always the speed it up. Remember the old FedEx commercials where the guys the guy, yeah, the, spoke the real fast? fast. Talking, yeah. Right, okay. So I'm going like, okay, so now they're going to kill the drug ads. Now, we don't have drug ads. Drug ads are all over TV. If you watch daytime TV on 2, 4, 5, all you see is, or if you watch the 5.30 newscast, the national newscast on ABC, NBC, CBS, all it is is drug ads. Yep. And, and the one that I always get the kick out of is Sky Rizzy. Have you heard of this one before? No, I haven't. <laughs> and the real name of the drug is Skyrizzy Kizzy 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 or something weird name like <laughs> Let me see if I can find it real quick. And I'm going like, 
what the hell is that? And I'm going like, how, what is Sky, I mean, like, you go to your doctor, a doctor, I think I need Sky Rizzy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you do need a Sky Rizzy. Because, yeah, see, that's yeah. the whole thing. What they're doing is they're they're ap- appealing to the consumer. So when you show up at your doctor's office, doctor has all this, you know, I've got this pain. Of course, yeah. I've got this pain in my left arm, and there's this left arm medication that I saw on TV. Can it's you push I mean, you gotta you got to push it on the demand end. And right. Then- you know, it, it, that's one of the industries that I've never worked in and I don't know well, but the idea of inside medical sales and the idea of pharma reps and the amount of, I'm sure, grift that goes on. I don't know if grift is the right word, but I also hear that there's a ton of money to be made in that industry, particularly if you're a good looking woman that can go in and talk to doctors and tell them why you're rizzy, skadizzy. Is 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 a better alternative to whatever they're selling now, okay. or whatever they're pushing now? Through my life, I have met, and now that I'm up there in years, I have met. Matter of fact, at a couple chamber meetings, I can tell you even names of people, but I won't say it on the air right now. I have met people who are on specifically women who are on their second careers, and like they're starting their own business. They're like doing, you know, home decorating or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're talking to them, and they say, "Well, I used to be a pharmaceutical sales rep." Okay. 99% of them are very attractive women, and 98% of them, and you're going to laugh when I tell you this, are former cheerleaders. Oh, oh absolutely. You have to have the personality. <laughs> right, and, exactly. And in, the, in the political industry, the equivalent to that is a fundraiser. So talk to, if you go to a political event or you meet a candidate, which you've done many times, and I don't mean somebody running for school board. I mean somebody running for U.S. Senate or governor or an important office. Uh, on a larger level, just meet with their fundraiser and tell me what their fundraiser looks like. An attractive young lady, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well. And I mean, because are you anybody can say no to Brad and John. I mean, Brad and I have spent a lifetime hearing the word no. Right. But if right. you're an attractive female and you and the, the beauty of having an attractive female fundraiser is when you're asking for cash and there's a female standing there who's attractive and you say, eh. I, it's easy to tell Brad or John, look, I don't have 2500 right now that I can give you. But you don't want to admit that in front of a young, attractive woman that you don't have $2,500 to write right now. So you're going to – I mean you're a lot more likely to just write that check. You got a pretty girl watching you. You don't want the pretty girl to think that you don't have that much free cash. So that's why all the pretty women stay away from me because I don't have $2,500 in cash, right? <laughs> <laughs> to just give to any candidate, right? Right. It's, well, you know, once again – I get it. I understand it. And and let's let's be honest. It's human nature. That's Absolutely. something that we all have to come to grips with that, you know, I have a phrase. I've never used it on you before, John, but I have a phrase that I use uh, all the time about politics. OK. And you know what it is? It's three words. Freedom is messy. OK, because mm. of the fact that when you give people freedom, most people will not overindulge on that freedom they will accept that freedom but you know like once again if you say okay you can drive your car down the highway most people are going to do the speed limit or maybe 10 or 15 miles an hour but you got some guy who's flying down the highway at 130 miles an hour okay yep he has essentially violated your freedom because all it takes is for somebody to do a very you know uh you know routine lane change and all of a sudden you get he kills a kid and all of a sudden we have a stricter speed limit right 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 Mm -hmm. and and typically what happens is and and i'm gonna you know you're gonna be the the poster child for this 
How many times do you see, and you, what did you call her? <laughs> you called her the, the stage, stage mom. The stage mom. <laughs> okay, she's going to be the person who's going to end up on Channel 5. Channel 5 is going to go to cover this and 4 or 2, whatever. They're going to show up and they're going to go to this thing and there's going to be somebody there who's making a name for themselves yep. and the reporter's going to make a beeline over that person and they're going to do a stand-up front and, and uh, Mrs. Smith, you know, why? tell us why you're here. Well, I'm here because of the fact that my daughter, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yep. okay, okay. The interesting thing about that is is that there's only a handful of those people you know what I mean? There's yeah, only, uh, but they're but they're featured disproportionately because they're the interesting ones. Right. This woman talked about how the legislation made her cry, Brad. Right. Now, who's <laughs> gonna resist having a woman on camera that says, "Hey, it's not that. Oh, you know, I have conflicted feelings about this, or this affected me. They made me cry." <laughs> yeah. And oh my God, we can't have that. And you, you know, know what the you know what the teaser is on 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 NBC News? It's like next. Why are Republicans in Missouri making women cry? Oh, You'll that, find out. Was that really the tease line? No, I, no, I'm making up the oh, tease okay. line. But <laughs> the line in the story, which you can find at johncombest.com, is that uh, is that when Washington University said that they're no longer going to allow you to change your teenage kid's gender, it made her cry. You know... We can, we why can, you make people cry, Brad? I don't know why you're supporting We can talk about that all cry. day long, but think about it, okay? Think when you were 13, 14, 15, 16 in that range, okay? First off, as a dude, once you turn about 13 or 14, you got these hormones that are just like, like you know, controlling your brain, right? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And <laughs> hey, Brad, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I would have been all for this because I wanted to go in the girls' locker room. <laughs> Like, I would have identified as trans immediately. I was already at Kirby Junior High, so I could have identified as being African-American. I would have had the world in front of me, Brad. Okay, but why, see, why was I born so early? See, here's why that whole thing is, is, is so screwy, okay? First off, I said this all along when this first started. I go, like, man, if I were a guy in prison, I'd say, I'm not a man, I'm a woman. <laughs> That's and right. Me, and remember, they did this in a couple prisons, and mysteriously, some of the female inmates got pregnant. How Amazing. did that happen? It was it, yeah. from, from another female. Can right. you believe that? Right. How did that happen? You know? It's the immaculate prison conception. <laughs> right. But the second thing is, think about this for a minute, okay? As a man, you can't, your insurance rates, matter of fact, I have a friend of mine that I just talked to her about this, and, uh, and, and her son just got his driver's license, and she's, and matter of fact, this is her, no, her grandson, and she's, she's helping him out with his, with his car and his insurance and stuff like that, and she told me his insurance is like $300 a month. And there's a solution. You have a solution. And I said, just tell your, your grandson that, tell the insurance company that he's a woman. He's not absolutely. He's, he's and not. there's a, how how are they going to say no? Right, because if you if you have two high school kids, let's say you have twins, and you're the parent of twins, you have a boy and a girl twin, and they get their driver's license on the same day because they're born obviously on the same day. They get drive driver's license on the same day, and you call up your local insurance agent, and the boy pays three hundred dollars a month, and the girl pays one hundred fifty a month. You're going to say to your son, dude. Declare you're a woman. <laughs> you know? It's female privilege. And you know right. what that is? You hear about the patriarchy. This is a gynocentric social order, Brad. We are in a gynocentric society where everything female is right and everything male is wrong. Can we say that on the air? Can we say gynocentric? Yeah, we can. It's not anatomical. It's, it's, it's a social construct. How do you spell that? G-Y-N-O? Yeah, G-Y-N-O-C-E-N-T-R-T-E-R-I-C. Gynocentric. <laughs> 
I wrote about it in one of my columns for the Missouri Times last January. Folks can find it at MissouriTimes.com. But, but here's, have you seen, have you, you don't watch this guy. I'm a video guy. I watch a lot of YouTube video. And what's interesting is they've got these clips from, um, who's the guy, who's the guy that not, um, it's Charlie Kirk. There's there's a handful of guys who are the conservatives who go around the college campuses. Alex Stein goes around a lot. Uh, Charlie He's hilarious. Kirk, uh, ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. There's another guy, and Ben Shapiro does this thing where this you know he's doing a you know he does a presentation. And he's doing a question and answer, and people from the audience can ask him questions. And he just ties this woman in knots where she's going like, well, hi, you know, she's going well, I can be anything I want. And he asks her, <laughs> how old are you? And she says, I'm 21. And he says, how come you can't be 60? How come you can't be five? Absolutely. Well, well, and, and they don't have an answer. Right. Yeah. And they're going like, you know, it's at a point where it's like, I've always said, look at the thing. My favorite situation is, and I'm going to bring up a name and you'll probably know exactly this is Rachel Dolezal. You know who Rachel Dolezal is? Oh, yeah. She, she's transracial. Right. Well, but you can't be transracial. She was, she was. She was a person who I think she was the president of the Washington State NAACP, and she declared mm-hmm. she was a black woman. And then one day, some reporter got an inkling that she really wasn't black. And if you know this crazy story, he showed up at her parents' house. Did you know this mm-hmm. story? Yeah, they're white as a lily. Right, and he interviews her parents, and they go, she's not black. We're but, she, but she went to great lengths. She did her hair. I mean, right. and that's, you know, Brad, I'm sure you've read enough woke Articles that that's called a black that's called uh, black passing. But, but if you could pass as black. But once again, how come you can say one morning you can wake up and say I'm a woman today, but you can't wake up in the morning and say Hey, today I'm Asian. Or like yeah. this thing that happened the other day. You and I didn't talk about this. I see once again. Tony Colombo <laughs> on another radio station has this thing called the flip test all the time, and I use it all the time. Okay, the mayor yep. of Boston. You know what I'm talking about? You know this story. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. The mayor of Boston, who is an Asian woman, okay, she sends out an email, or at oh, least yes. her, yes. her assistant sends out an email to all the count, the city council people, and it's for the people of color Christmas party. No whites allowed. No whites allowed. But yet, what's when when somebody complains about this, she says, "Oh, we made a mistake. That was only supposed to go to the people of color council people." And then everybody's going like, well, hold on a minute now. So this is for real? You're having, you're having a Christmas party for nothing but the people of color? And they were like, majority of the, uh, the console people in Boston were people of color. But there were, I think, seven white Caucasian people who couldn't go to that party. And she justified it by saying, well, we'll have a party for everybody. I'm going like, well, hold on a minute now. Yeah, yeah. I it, mean, it, it's not the same. Now, imagine, so not only in the flip test in that regard, but think of the fact that 20 years ago at any corporation in St. Louis, you could be at Walston or A or AB or, or Monsanto, you could have a Friday where all the guys cut out early and go play golf. And the argument is that's discriminatory because you're, sh- you're shutting down women from having the opportunities that men in the workplace have. At Monsanto, there were women who had girl power parties where girls only were invited and they'd go out on a deck and drink wine and sing Taylor Swift and men were not invited. Now today that's a lawsuit. Well, 20 years ago nobody No, cares. no, 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 but but here's the interesting thing. If Shelly were here, Shelly and I have this this argument all the time on this. There's a group in St. Charles County, it's all over the St. Louis area now, called Little Black Book. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about this. Started by a a, a lady named Angel Magasano. And the idea behind it is to empower women, is to get women together. And I kept telling Shelly, 
why can't I join? Well, you're a man. Well, so what? Why can't I join? You know, I mean, if, if boys can join the Girl Scouts and girls can join the Boy Scouts, why can't I be on the LBB? Well, it's just yeah. for women. And she goes, she'd always say, well, you can be a wingman. And I go, I don't want to be a wingman. I want to be LBB. I mean, and, you know what that would be like? That would be like like calling you a house slave, Brad. You can come in, you can hang around the crowd, but you can't actually be a member of the family. But but see, here's what I don't get. We got rid of discrimination, racial discrimination, which did, did, did exist. We have slavery, and then we had discrimination. It existed for a long time. I am of the era where racial discrimination was, for the most part, eliminated. You don't yep. have separate black and white schools. When I was born, there were still separate back black and white schools. When I was born, there were white and black restrooms in the city of St. Louis, okay? So mm-hmm. in my lifetime, it's changed, okay? So why do we go back the other way? Why do we go back the other way where the people of color are saying, hey, if you're not one of us, you're out. It should be, everybody should be welcome to everything, no matter what, no matter your sex, your race, your creed, your religion. It should be absolutely positively non-discriminatory, but it's gone the other way. It is, and I know know we have less than a minute left, but the answer to that, Brad, is reparations. I'm serious. The idea (laughs) is that, the whole logic behind that is that you must make up for what happened in the past. And discrimination can go one way because it's you need to make reparations against uh, communities that have been injured. It just drives me nuts. You, you should have spent more time freelancing at, at Wash U classes, Brad. Just sit and <laughs> audit a few classes. They really smartened me up, you know? Yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe someone would say in the wrong way, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, we have to get out of here. Tomorrow, we'll be back. It's bjshow.co. Check out the website. It's 8 o'clock right on the button. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 